Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gimme Podcast. I'm your host and resident horse girl, Kathleen DeMarle. Um, I have on another lovely guest this week. He is absolutely hysterical. Um, he is the co-producer of the Comedy Tent at Boston Calling. He's been on Comedy Central. He just put an article out in the Boston Magazine um and we have on the lovely lamont price today how's it going hey what's up kathleen how you doing good how are things going in your uh pandemic quarantine well i mean if you can tell from my surroundings horrific yeah <laughs> no yeah. i mean honestly i haven't really done anything i haven't uh, i know there are some people that have kind of been sort of slowly getting back into society but i personally haven't done a thing yeah yeah i think a lot of people are in that same boat and i think a lot of people are like oh is zoom comedy now what i have to do and uh, i don't think everybody's on board with that well you're never going to get the same it's not going to ever be what live show or what a live show is it just can't be yeah um so you can probably figure out new and inventive ways to be funny on zoom that might you might be able to take back to your sort of traditional act when things get back to normal, if, if that ever happens. Yeah, which might be a while. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of storytelling. Like I've done a bunch of Zoom shows, and I've I've been prepared for exactly none of them, and I've just just been telling stories with no yeah. real punchline. Just kind of like here's what happened to me one time that I never really told on stage, and that I think with those Zoom shows and kind of talking them out, um, I could figure out a way to maybe punch things up a little bit. So that way, when there are live shows again, you know, drag that into my head. Yeah, but I feel like when you were doing live shows anyway, you could go on stage and like, I don't know, I did a show with you once where you went on a tangent about, I don't know, like the moon or something. <laughs> And you I talked about the moon for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I mean, it's funny. He knows what he's doing. I don't even, I don't remember this. Man, or it was like moon? planets or something. You were like talking about planets at, at a show we were doing in Level Mass. And I was like, I don't, I mean, he's getting people to laugh. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I'm great. And no, um, I actually don't remember what I said, but I, I, I am... I will do things sometimes on stage just to see what the reaction will be. Yeah. I remember there was one time I went on stage and I said to one of the comics before I went on stage, I'm going to do the first 10 minutes. I'm just going to make lightsaber noises. See what happens. <laughs> and how did that work out? It was like they just stared at me. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, I think a few people giggled a little bit, but it was just more of a, I just felt like doing it. Like yeah. I didn't, I don't care anymore if 
I bomb. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. I prioritize, like, I'm not going to give a bad show to give a bad show. Right. But if I don't do well on a show, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, I think as a comic, you get to a place where you're like, man, I know I can be funny. And I know that sometimes, no matter how, no matter how hard I try, I might not be funny sure. in a situation. But it's not over. You know, yeah. like when you start, your whole goal is like, I gotta be, I gotta be funny, man, every single night. But it gets to a point where it's like, you realize there's not a comedian in the history of this business who hasn't bombed. And if they're still working actively, who doesn't still bomb? Oh, yeah. Time? You know, because if you're not bombing, you're not really trying, right? Yeah. So I have to ask you, because we're on this podcast to talk about obsessions, and I think this timed out well, like uh, timeline-wise to yours, because you were obsessed and still are with Halloween, right? Oh, man. I mean, look at this. I got the, the skeleton here. Yep. Uh, there's a ghost in the corner. Okay. Uh, if you can see the ghost. And then right here, hanging right over me, because I couldn't position him correctly before I logged on. This was why... I was a few minutes late. That's fine. Because I was trying to get him uh, correct. This is Will Smith. This is a Will Smith cardboard cutout. Okay. But he's dressed as uh, uh, an unreleased Friday the 13th movie, Jason Goes to Medical School. Is that a real movie? Well, it was going to be. The movie was, um, it was supposed to come out in like the late 80s. It was. Jason, uh, it's kind of nutty, but Jason goes to medical school and he decides he's killing people, but he decides to study. And he graduates, like he graduates at the top of his class, then he moves on and he becomes a resident at camp, I mean, at Crystal Lake Memorial Hospital. Okay. And then as time goes on in the movie, you know, he, he finds love. I, this is a very hard plot for me to believe. Drew Barrymore played his love interest. No, I was kidding. I made no. it up. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, this is not real. No, nah, I, I dressed as um, that's a whole long story, but I got a lab coat and a stethoscope about five years ago. Okay. Because my buddy was like, yo, you should dress as a okay. There's a backstory. I went to a party one time. Yep. My buddy was the manager at this bar where there was a party, right? And I asked him to reserve. Can you just reserve a table? Because we're on our way. You know, I'm coming with like three people. He's like, bet. When I get there, he put a sign to reserve the table. But instead of it just saying simply reserve for whoever, it just said reserved for Lamont Price and girls with the big butts. Right? <laughs> and oh, we, got a, we got a good chuckle out of it. It was like, ah, oh, that's funny. And we sat there for a few minutes. And then after a few minutes, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the sign down. But my friend was like, no, 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 leave it up, leave it up. Like, it's dumb now. Leave it up. So we left it up. Okay. About an hour later, people were boozed up. It was getting kind of, people were kind of having fun. I kid you not, I have witnesses to this. There were suddenly a line of women coming to the table asking who's Lamont. <laughs> and then I was like, well, it's me. And all of them were like, well, can you judge my butt? What? It was absolutely insane. I would, if I walked into that bar and said to any of those girls who I, none of them I knew, none of them I knew. Right, and I was strangers. Like, I'm going to be judging your butt tonight. I would have got arrested. Yeah. But that, that sign mixed with booze in a party atmosphere, I guess. Like, it was, I can't, un, I, I'll never, I still have the sign, though. I, I, 
don't know, it was insane. Like, I'm talking a line. Was this, this was just like a one-off night? Just like one random night? One random party. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, they were like elbowing each other. I was my, like, it was crazy. I was making friends. Like, dudes were like, oh, I'm his assistant. I'm like, no, this isn't, this is my, I'm the doctor. This is my thing. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. And that's how you ended up with the lab coat because of, well, so of then, a spinoff. So then, yeah, well, on my Twitter, I post that I am uh, a licensed bootyologist. Ah, uh-huh. uh, got it. And my boy was like, yo, you should get a lab coat and a stethoscope and go ahead as a doctor of bootyology. So I did that one year and it was fun. Yeah. And then after that, you know, I had the hockey mask and I went out, I just threw the costume on once. And I was like, I'm just being Jason goes to medical school. Aha, there we go. That makes evolution, sense. The evolution of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, a, that was an insane night. It was like, how is this happening? Was it, this must have been in Boston then, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, as far as Halloween, when did you get, was that like an early thing? Did you get into Halloween as a kid or was it more of a, as an adult? Oh, always. 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 Okay. I love it. I, I have... My costume memories go back to first grade is the earliest costume I remember. I was Superman. I was Superman first and second grade, right? Okay. First grade, I came to, you know how you had a, a party on the holiday, you have a party? Yeah. I came in, I'm dressed as Superman. Everybody's like, it's Superman. I think I'm the man. I'm like, yeah, right. The cape on, one of those old, like, Ben Cooper masks, those plastic with the scratch your face up. Yep. Some kid came in with this horrible, like this monster mask that at six years old, I couldn't understand. Okay. Like, freaked out by it. And once, every time he got close to me, I was visibly freaked out. Yeah. And he knew it, so he started chasing me around the classroom. Oh, no. This monster, I'm soup, my cape's flapping in the wind, and I'm like, I'm running fast from this monster around the classroom. Ooh. And uh, for the rest of the year, everybody called me super chicken. Super chicken? Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Halloween, but I've always loved Halloween. Um, yeah. There was a year where I guess I forgot Halloween was coming. And my mom was like, Halloween's is tonight. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't realize. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. And it was almost like, like a Christmas present. I was the Incredible Hulk that year. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I have a lot of, like, Halloween memories that I just... Stored. I mean, I, and it, it carried into adulthood. Like, I'm the kind of guy who, look, man, I'll never grow up. Um, I am, I will probably be mentally 12 years old for the rest of my life. And I always, I still watch cartoons. I'm devastated the Great Pumpkin has been taken off of broadcast television. Wait, that, on- that's on like, what is it, Amazon now or something? Like, you have to pay to get access to it? Apple TV bought the rights. Um, they announced it like last week, and because every we're all we were all waiting like when's the Great Pumpkin? They usually drop that information in September. Yeah, uh, and then me and like a couple of my friends on Twitter, uh, we do a live tweet every single year. We always do a Charlie Brown. Oh, live tweet. oh, uh, for all the specials. Yeah. So finding out this abruptly that oh, there's, there's not going to be a broadcast TV anymore. We were like, that's the. 
yeah, you can physically get a copy of the of of the special and watch it. I get that. That's no problem. But it's something about the magic of watching it on TV. Oh yeah, it's the commercial of the time and is a thing that I'll never outgrow. Yeah. Um, so I'm devastated. Here's how much I love Charlie Brown specials. Right. Yeah. First off, my my mom will call me sometimes just to remind me. You know, Charlie Brown's coming on tonight, and I'd be like, of course, right. <laughs> But there was like one year where I was out and I couldn't get home fast enough for, to watch the show. So I was at a bar and it was kind of a dead night. And I asked the bartender, there were two TVs in the bar. One TV had some sports on it. Everybody was watching. The other end of the bar was kind of no one. And I was like, listen, if you could do me this solid, can you please put, I think it was Christmas one too, by the way. Can you please put it on Christmas? on the far TV, I'll, like, I'll love you forever. And she did, she put it on for me. Oh man. And I sat at the end of that bar by myself, drinking High Lifes, watching uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That's such a <laughs> mood, like when you convince somebody like in public to change it to your thing. Yeah, I get that. Oh man, it was. It makes me wonder though, if uh, we think Apple's gonna buy the rights to the other Charlie Brown movies too. Oh, no, they have all of them. They do, they have all, oh, that's not good. You don't just buy one, it's a package deal. Like Charlie uh, Brown are, Christmas is my jam. I mean, of course, I love it, I love them all. Yeah. And they, they have them all, what they're gonna do though, they are going to allow, and I think tonight, it's the 29th, right? I think yeah. that they're going to allow, um, viewers to watch, if you don't have Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever they call it, I think they're going to allow you to watch it for free without signing up on their platform between maybe tonight and Saturday night. Oh, like like a 48-hour window. Yeah, and I think they're going to do that with different dates. Yeah. The other classic specials, too. Yeah. So. Now... You're also into like all those horror movies and stuff that are associated with Halloween too, right? Oh yeah, all of them. I mean, you name it. Like Halloween. you're a yeah. I was gonna say you're a big Halloween fan, right? Oh my god, Halloween! My my favorite horror movie of all time is the original 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween. Number one for me, yes. And there's a lot of movies in that series, aren't there? There's like. There's like a few, right? Well, in the original run, so it was like Halloween 1 and 2. And then they did a Halloween 3, which was like completely different from the first two. No Michael Myers. And uh, I didn't like it for years. And then recently I came around on it and I was like, mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, and it, it all dealt with like masks and masks, like creating cults and all this other stuff. Um, then like they decided to go back to Michael Myers years later, in, like yeah. the late 80s. Halloween's four or five. And then they, they released a sixth one in uh, 95. And that ended that run, right? It was all from the one to six, all one thread. But yeah. in 98, they released a movie called Halloween H2O, which brought Jamie Lee. Oh, okay. It was the 20th anniversary. Ah. And uh, they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode. Yeah. And in this one, they basically erase the storyline after two. So in this world, three, four, five, and six don't exist. Don't even exist. Two and then H two O, 
And then after that, Halloween Resurrection, which has Buster Rhymes in it. And uh, just Buster Rhymes has the best agent of all time because if you see that movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Like, you yeah. have to do stuff that nobody ever has got to do to a killer in a horror movie, ever. Now, is the appeal of Halloween that Mike Myers is like the best villain character in these movies? Or like, what about those movies do you like compared to like Friday the 13th or? Well, I, I would, so you gotta go back to the, the originals, right? And I think the 80s horror genre, the slasher films of the 80s, were all in some ways knockoffs of Halloween. Uh, right? that's, that's fair, yeah. The mass killer, the holiday date, mm-hmm. you know, Friday the 13th was the first of them. You had like, it was like the same Valentine's Day mass, you know, all these like movies. It was, it was one I think called Father's Day. Like there was all these 80s horror movies that were based on holiday. Right. And it spawns from Halloween and a mass murderer coming around. So the sequels, you got to take them for what they are, right? Sure. They're fun. They're fun, I'll watch them. I'm not looking for Casablanca, right? Right. I just want to watch one horror movie, and they get more and more ridiculous as they go on. Which is probably good. Yeah. Well, the the original Halloween is really a thriller. Right. You know, it's a a where is he? When is he going to show up? They do a great job of hiding him, and he's lurking. You know, there's a lot of that. Very... um, kind of Hitchcock-like, you yeah. know, that's kind of the thing, you know, very, very psycho. I think psycho was my, is really the daddy. That's you know? fair, and then, yeah. And then Halloween comes, and then it just kind of... And then a, a whole, yeah, a whole other genre was, like, spun off from that, basically. Right, right. The early Friday the 13th are pretty good. The, the original one, which a lot of people forget, there's no Jason in it. Not, at the, not until the very, very end. Oh, that's right. Jason, Jason doesn't do the killing in the first movie. Yeah. His mom does. It's hard to keep track of all these, like, family murders in these movies. <laughs> because Jason was, like, the mom was a cook at Camp Crystal Lake in the, in the 50s. Yeah. Jason was her son. He was deformed in the little movie challenge. He always got teased. And then he drowned because the, the counselors weren't watching it. They were mm-hmm. off looking up. They were off having sex. Sure. So she wore revenge. Was the night he drowned, she murdered two camp counselors. All right. Ah, and then yeah. for the next 20 years, she did everything in her power to prevent that camp from reopening. Okay. There's always set fires to the place. She um, messed with the water line, the water supply, and all kinds of stuff. But when they, they reopened in 1980, all of these mysterious murders started happening again. And you, you find out it was her. Mm. It was like, because my son. Right. She's murdered at the end, and then her son Jason sees it somewhere. You don't know where he's at, but he's yeah. his mom. So now Jason comes back, and he's now he's the killer. Yeah, he's had enough. He's sick of it. He's like, you just gonna kill my mother at the camp. It's funny because I can watch those movies, but for some reason, Nightmare on Elm Street, the concept just like terrifies me. I've never been able to watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You think it might be because it's almost like you can't control your dreams? See, that's probably what it is. It might be that. It's just that concept of the guy with the, like, 
the, the fingers and the, the nightmares. It is truly, um, he's probably, I think the most terrifying of all the kind of like horror villains. He's fascinating in that after like, after a while he became a comedy character. Yeah. You know, he was very like, always had jokes and stuff and he became the hero. Like, oh, we want to see Freddy do, but you, people forget like in the original movie, the, re- the reason he was burned to death is because he was a child molester. And, <laughs> and the parents tracked him down because the cops, they kept releasing, they, they couldn't, it was like an episode of Law and Order and then they just, we have not, we don't have enough evidence. Right? He was like, he was a child molester and a child killer. And so no justice was done. Right. And the parents on Elm Street chased this dude down and they burned him alive. And then through some magic spells or powers or whatever, his his resolve was, I'm going to come back and I'm going to murder your children in their dreams. Oh, man, that whole concept, that could just haunt me for like, I, I don't know. That to me is like the scariest of all of the uh, stories. And I've seen like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that, but I, I won't, I won't watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think. That's cool. Oh, There's a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon on right now on Sci-Fi. Oh man. Yo, one year when I was in, um, <clears throat> when I was in, I think seventh grade, I was Freddy Krueger for three years in a row. Okay. I had to- I had the gloves. I had uh, the hat, you know. Um, our school let the 7th and 8th grade classes come to the auditorium on Halloween day, and they let us watch A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Ooh. It's like, I don't know. They, they didn't give a fuck about us. They thought we, were, we weren't going to go anywhere, so why even try, right? Sure. So, it was a horror movie where people get killed. And so you're in seventh grade, you said? Seventh, seventh that's grade. that's young to be watching that at school. <laughs> I mean, I had already seen it, but at school, it is like, you think now, at the time, we didn't think anything of it. It's just like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. You get old, you're like, wow, they let us, they really show up, they let us watch some people getting shredded apart. <laughs> yeah. In for fun. Like, yeah. they, but then I think back to that school, and I think about the movies that I saw in that school. I saw a rope bull cop in that school. I saw Return of the Living Dead in that school. I saw Enemy Mine in that school. Like, that school was like, let these kids watch movies. We don't care. Yeah, somebody up top was like, eh, let them watch it. They'll see it eventually. Yo, but, so I'm in the, uh, so I'm in the auditorium, and I'm sitting next to my best friend, and I had the gloves. And sitting in front of me was this girl named Shanita Moore, who I had, like, this crush on. And, uh, <laughs> It's getting to be a real tense part of the movie, right? Freddy's, Freddy's lurking. And I go, I look at my friends and I have my gloves up. And I'd seen the movie. We'd seen it. So we knew when the jump was coming. Yeah. And I, I you know, should I? When and they looked at me like, you know, 12 years old. Of, of course. What you, why, why would you even ask that question? Yeah. So right when Freddy jumps out in the movie, I put the gloves on Shanita's shoulder and I went, Shanita ah! hit the ceiling, Kathleen, and she came down. She saw it was me and she just started just swinging both fists. And I got to tell you, 
I didn't feel any of those punches because I was laughing too hard. Oh, man. She didn't talk to me for three months. I can understand. I I understand, too, but I'll tell you what, it was worth it. It was worth it. That's got to be, like, the best timing. And I'm sure your friend thought it was, like, the funniest thing ever to just see this girl. Yeah. That's exactly what you should have done. Yeah. Oh, everybody was laughing. Yeah. And they can get down and finish watching the movie, but uh yeah, I yeah. That's I mean funny. that's how much I get in a, I get in a Halloween. So. Yeah. I think I feel like you're obsessed with Halloween to the point that like every year that I followed you on Instagram or something, I don't know, it feels like August or September when they first put out the like Halloween stuff. There's always a post where you're like, Oh, the Halloween stuff is finally out at the stores. <laughs> Every, except for this year, but every, most years, everything I posted this year, it's like me being in stores, looking at Halloween stuff, it's just archive stuff that I've had. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gone to any of the stores this year. Yeah. But, uh, for obvious reasons. But, uh, no, I, 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 I remember, I think one year, I, I made friends with the woman who was managing the dollar store. Okay. And, um, we just like, I don't know how we struck up a friendship, but. I remember one year, like in late July, I was like, hey, so what was, was the Halloween stuff coming? And she goes, oh, two weeks. And I was like, I got that. like, that's the kind of inside scoop. And that's like, that's my insider trading. Like, that's my kind of, yeah. I was, yeah. I was so happy. I was so happy. Yeah. So, what's your favorite? Um, Halloween costume because it sounds like you've had some pretty good costumes over the year. Do you years? Do you have like a favorite memory of any specific costume? Well, I guess the Freddy memory was. I mean, that's gonna stand out. Yeah, that was just for that moment with Shanita, uh, who never dated me, by the way. Um, oh man! Well, maybe it's because you scared her. I I know that's exactly what it is. I mean, there's no there's no coming back. You don't, you don't Freddy Krueger a girl's shoulder and then a week later, look at that girl. Um, I was thinking me and you could maybe go down to McDonald's and grab a number two. <laughs> it's just not the cards after that. Yeah, I don't think that's, yeah. Uh, but as the other costumes, I'm trying to think. Um, like there was, so when you get into your you know, you're supposed to stop trick-or-treating at some point, right? Like, right, which is always debatable about when it is, you know? Like, what's the appropriate age to stop trick-or-treating? You get to, like, 15, and then you get 16, they start looking at you weird, right? Yeah, but you gotta I wear had, a mask, yeah. I had an out. I had an out. No, 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 I never, I would always wear something. Yeah. Um, that's when I started getting hockey masks. Because you uh, didn't just go, right? Um, but I had, uh, my brother was younger, and my sister is younger still. So that was, oh, I'll take him. You know, like, that was kind of the thing. And, like, we keep to keep, you know, I would go. We would go in groups. Yeah. Like, and then, like, my, one year my sister came, and I, this is still 13, 14. My sister's, like, three or four or whatever. And I remember she was, you know, little girl princess outfit. And and I remember people uh, opening quick trick or treat, and they just hand her money. 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 Like, 
we got home from, you know, we, we unload our pillowcase. That's right. Pillowcase. Yep. Plastic bags. Amateurs. Pillowcase. Always went with the pillowcase, too. I agree. Yeah. And then we, we you know, had all this candy. Like, oh, look at this, huh? And, you know, and I'm my brother, Jojo. I'm like, hey, Jojo, you got all this candy? And then my sister, Sherelle. I'm like, what do you got? She's like, oh, I'm going to the bank. She's like, <laughs> oh, man. That's like so. I mean, I don't know if the. Because with Halloween, it's like that's the one time you can really veg out on candy. But if she's getting cash, I'd be happy with that too. She's getting cash. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I can't imagine insane. that. Have you ever gone, uh, maybe when you were a kid, have you ever gone trick-or-treating and gotten something exceptionally bad at, like, a neighbor's house? Like, we got uh, a dental floss from one of our neighbors. I'm sure, I'm sure something like that's happened. Yeah. I don't remember. And, I mean, I think there was one house that was handing out, um, like, candy apples. Yeah. That they they made. Yeah, that's a little... that's like on the bubble of in school around halloween they always tell you like don't eat unwrapped candy and i feel like candy apples are like on the bubble where if it's homemade you're like is this okay or is this yeah and now there was a documentary about this um there was like a documentary about like myths and the whole idea that somebody would put a razor blade or something like that was all debunked yeah it was was yeah one story that happened uh, it's a while since I've seen the documentary, but yeah, it happened once, and there, ever since then, it's been the, the lore has grown. Right. Um, there are families in the neighborhood that are trying to kill you with candy. Well, and I think the lore now isn't razor blades. It's like, oh, they're gonna give you pot candy, and it's like, <laughs> it's like pot candy <laughs> would be right. so expensive. Nobody's giving out marijuana candy. I give these motherfuckers my Kit Kats. I'm gonna give them my weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was like when I was a teen. Um, when I was a teen, it was like, be careful, make sure you check those nerds because they might be marijuana. And it was like, no, nobody's passing out marijuana. Not at all. No one is. And if they are, I'm gonna see what the value is on the street. <laughs> give me a couple of hours. Yeah. If they're spending like my sister. Uh, now with how ha- giving their weed away. Yeah, nobody's giving their weed away. I think it's just like absolutely comical to think that there are people in the suburbs that are like, oh my god, they're giving away uh, marijuana lace. It's like, no, they're not doing that. That's not happening. So since Halloween no one is does that. no. So my question is, because I think you tweeted about this a couple weeks ago. about your top candies yeah what are your like when you were a kid did you trade a candy and stuff like that after trick-or-treating like did you have like specific stuff that you always like tried to get well you know um i'm very 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 uh firm on this halloween is a chocolate first holiday Right. Ah. Now, mind you, there are certain fruit-flavored candies that are allowed in. You know, I'm not excluding all of them, but chocolate first. You should. So if you're a house with your candy bowl, you need to have a majority chocolate. I don't mind if you mix in 
you know, some Smarties or even some Swedish fish. Okay. Or you know, uh, lollipops, dum-dums. Dum-dums are always welcome. Yeah. But if you want to prevent your house from being turned into a Western omelet. Yes. You got to make sure you have these classics, right? Snickers. It's just very easy. Snickers, Reese Cups, Twix, Kit Kats. Um, and then you go after that, you have to have those. Those are, those, those are, that's non-negotiable. Those are the you staples. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, that's his crunch, payday. Um, i trying to think uh, right now. You know, I'll accept a, a Mars bar. What about like an Almond Joy? Are you accepting an Almond Joy? I personally am not. I don't like coconut. Ah, uh, so, okay. If you do, I mean, that's that's your thing. And that's yeah. something I trade. That's not my trade. If okay. I have Almond Mounds, yep. I'll be like, hey, you know, Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't because. I never understood that. Why does it Mounds have, right, Mounds? Yeah. You would think. It's called mounds, but there are no mounds. No mounds. No. You know what? You know what's even funnier than that? This old commercial for uh, Reese cups, and it was uh, it's like how they how it happened. So the commercial was like there's a dude walking down the street eating a candy bar, and then there's a woman walking down the street for some reason eating peanut butter out of the jar. What? Yeah, it's like a 1980 something okay. commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on YouTube and like the idea is he's walking with the candy bar she's walking with the, with the jar of peanut butter just enjoying just enjoying this peanut butter and on a nice hot day and then they're not paying attention to where they're going and they both smash into each other and okay. then he goes you got your peanut butter and my chocolate she's like you got your chocolate and my peanut butter <laughs> and then some random clerk some random guy who's sweeping in front of a store just hands them both the a Reese's peanut butter cup? No. Wait, like, oh, that's what happens in the suburbs. Oh, man. Yeah. I think Reese's peanut butter cups are the number one I, uh, Halloween candy for me. That's, I won't argue. I mean, I'm a Snickers guy, Snickers Twix. Yeah. Uh, guy first, but those are always in my top five for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, won't, I won't argue. I don't really argue. When it comes to candy with people, unless they get ridiculous and they say something stupid like, oh, man, what about a Charleston Chew? I'm like, just straight nougat? Like, I mean, I kind of like Charleston Chews, but I don't think I would, like, seek that out. That's not – that would be, like, a once-in-a-blue-moon thing. But you could like it. That's fine. I'm not going to ever hate on anybody for liking what they like. Right. But you don't, don't, don't hand me that shit on the granddaddy of all candy days. No. Like, don't – me a Charleston Chew on Halloween. Like, what the audacity of nougat? Yeah. You think you can stand alone with no help from nuts to caramel, nothing. Just, yeah, I got this. What's a thin, what's a thin layer of chocolate? Like, no, nah, I don't need that much chocolate. No, you need as much chocolate as possible to make you palatable to my taste <laughs> bug. I think that's nougat. why, I think that's why I don't like Three Musketeers because it's all like, feels like air. Like, it doesn't feel like there's any substance to it. The audacity. It's nougat. The audacity. I don't know. Oh, man. I have so many questions because I'm thinking to myself, like, 
we saw it as kids, we sought out houses that we knew had like large bars. Did you ever, like, did you know the neighbors that were giving out the good stuff? After a while, you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we would go to a few neighborhoods. We okay. would go, like, we would go our street, streets adjacent to us, above us, and then we'd go to other neighborhoods. And yeah. More and, more. and um, uh, brings up a, rem- a memory here. Oh. So, one year, uh, I think we were like 11. We were going out. We, I, I'm from Dorchester. Okay. And so where I lived, up a little hill, there were a, a, just a line of old Victorian houses. And it's just like a bunch of them. They're all still there. Yeah. And, and on Halloween night, those can look particularly creepy. Right. Um, but people live there, and we knew a lot of people that live there. We see them all year. And, you know, hey, kids, and give us candy. We went to one house, trick or treat. This guy opens the door, maybe mid to late 20s. You know, at 11, he looked like he was 100, but mid to late 20s. Yeah. And he's like, What's that? Look, kids, look at you guys with the costume. I'm like, Yay. And he's like, Come on in, which already. Weird. You go, if there was an adult with us, it would have been like, I don't know about all that, but it was just us. Yeah. So we went in. And um, the house felt felt cold, right? But yeah, that's something you think about at eleven. He walks us to this to this table, this big table in this kitchen, and there were like six or seven bowls on the table, and all of them had full size candy bars. Oh yeah, he was the man. And better yet, he said to us, "You can't say this to kids," but he said this to us, "Help yourself." Oh, that means just take whatever you want. We were hand over fist with this candy. But then I decided to take survey of this place. I look around and I don't see any furniture, right? And I'm and I'm seeing candles here and there. And then I see maybe about five people sitting in a circle, all around the same age as the guy who left. What? They're not saying anything to us, but they're kind of looking at us with little smiles and all this stuff. And then the, the guy goes, hi, kids. Listen, my name is whatever he said. We just moved in to this house about a month ago. And we're getting to know all the neighbors and stuff. And you guys seem like great kids. And anytime, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody for any reason whatsoever, feel free to come on by our house. Come on in. We'll hang out. You get something, we'll give a snack. You know, it'll be great. No. <laughs> my friend Charles said, and I quote, Fuck that shit. <laughs> he probably got the vibe too. And he, yes, of course, well, we all did, but he, he voiced it. Yeah. And he took off, right? Now, my dumb ass, I'm still, I know I need to leave, but I'm still filling my bag up <laughs> with candy. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, listen, if I'm going out, I'm going out with a bang, right? Yeah. I'm getting as much candy as possible. I feel up and I grabbed my brother and we we just jetted. We were out of there. And we never went back to that house again. I don't remember even seeing those people. That's like that's one of those stories that you hear about and then you're like, yeah, this is not this is the start to something bad. It could have been. And remember, I'm also remembering it that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember inviting us over. I remember no furniture. Yeah. I remember candles. I remember full-size bars, 
Yeah. And I just remember being like, that's a weird thing to say to me. Yeah. You don't know me. Come on, hang out anytime. Like, maybe it was on the up and up. I don't know. But I sure as hell wasn't going to find out. Yeah, no. I get that. That's, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a story like that. We definitely had some neighbors who um, were not fantastic people that had, like, dogs that would bite you. But, like, never anything like that. You mean like if you went and trick-or-treated at their house, the dogs would come out and bite you? Yeah, there was one neighbor that had like three or four dogs and we would never go to their house because their dogs had attacked like three or four kids in the neighborhood. That's not good. Yeah, but also I lived in a neighborhood where people would like drop their kids off from other neighborhoods to trick-or-treat. It was like, it was just, it was a mass amount of people and I'm sure the dogs didn't I mean it was insane I mean this is out in the burbs so people are just like oh this neighborhood seems safe let's just drop our kids off here and and come back and um it got to the point it got to a point at a few years that my parents used to have to take my candy and use it to give to other trick-or-treaters because they ran out oh that's not good. No, listen. I just told my parents, them kids are shit out of luck. Yeah, so we would eventually, so we got, it got to the point we that I'd be like, like, it got to the point that it would be like, well, this is the candy I don't like, and you can give that to them, but once this runs out, we're turning the light off, like we're done. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, you can have these circus pins, you can have all this candy corn, you can have these Necco wafers, all this shit, I don't, I don't want any of that. Exactly. Um, take that and give them to this kid. But yeah. if you do, they might egg our house. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever take part in any eggings or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, not often. Okay. But there were, there were times like I would mostly see it. Yeah. But you know, we were younger. Uh, somebody had a carton of eggs, then you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I whip one. You know, I was. Um, sometimes it can be in, in the in the heat of the moment. Come on, come on, we're doing it. All right. Then you hit the hit the window and you you know the person. Lamont. What happened? Lamont, did you see who's going was that you last night? No. What you talking about? Yeah. It's I was, like I was out of I was out of town. Yeah. Nine years old. I was out of town. <laughs> we have your face on the cameras. That wasn't me. Nope, not me. He is adorable. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. But that was not me. Yeah, yeah. I think we had egging and then people used to like toilet paper trees in our neighborhood, which I think this year, if you're toilet papering trees, that's like a big middle finger to 2020 with all the toilet paper shortages we've had. Yeah, that would be something else. You really got to, if, if somebody is toilet papering trees, you just got to rob them on principle. Yeah. Because they got money to waste. You got money to just waste on toilet paper like that. You might want to kick in a few dollars. We, yeah, we yeah. hurt now. Yeah. Struggling out in the street. So I have to ask, do you have like um things that you regularly do around Halloween every year now as an adult? Like you watch movies gearing up for it and stuff like that and I try to do I try to do shows and uh let me also say this up front. I still want to apologize for you to you about two years ago because I had you on one of my shows and it got canceled. I didn't realize that the World Series was going to fall on the same night. Oh, that's right. That was that show out in um, that brewery. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, the brewery thing. So that 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 didn't work out. But I try to set up Halloween shows. I've got to do a few. Um, I try to do all that stuff. If I go to a party or, you know, I'd much rather go to a house party. Yeah. Or have a bar. I don't know why. It just seems more fun. Um, if that's possible. But I like to be able to do all of that before Halloween itself. On Halloween day? Yeah. Um, that day is for me. Okay. Halloween day, I'm in the house. I got my snacks ready. I got my candy. And I'm watching horror movies. Yeah. Day. And anything Halloween related, I'm watching it. Yeah. Like now, now, I've done shows on Halloween night before. Don't get me wrong, I've done it. But, you know, if I can afford not to do it, then nah, I'm just going to, Halloween night is for me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And I think that sounds like, I mean, I would probably do that too. That's what I usually do around Christmas time. So I, I, I think this year, Halloween is going to be great because there's going to be a lot of discounted candy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my take. And, 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 you know, to your point about Christmas, you talk about obsessions, like Halloween is definitely my number one holiday, but I am, uh, I'm very obsessed with the seasons. Like, so Christmas season, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and just a quick side note, one of my other obsessions is uh, Hallmark Christmas movies. Which <laughs> that's so funny because I wouldn't um, I wouldn't picture you just because I know you like horror movies so much that I wouldn't picture you also being into Hallmark movies nah I mean I, I'm an enigma yeah you know, I got a lot of likes I think a lot of people it was weird like I went to an exam high school right I went to like the science math and science school so I'm like, people, when they hear that, they think I'm smart and I'm not. And then, but if they just don't, if they just know me as me, they go, there's no way you could have gone to a math and science school. So it's like, I'm, I'm always like shocking people with th- different things about me. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I like excess, okay? Which is why with Halloween, I start to mentally celebrate in August. August 1st, to me, is the beginning of Halloween season. That makes sense. Okay. And then Halloween this this last week is bittersweet because it's over. Yeah. Uh, uh, then Christmas, Thanksgiving is just kind of there. Yeah, it's you in know, between. Like, it's like the place, time when we eat with family and then, you know, we reminisce about how white people killed a bunch of Native Americans. Yeah. And, uh, and we act like it didn't happen. Um, the cartoons tell you they were just hanging out together. Yeah, that's not what happened. We were doing a running man, like, we're having fun. Why did that one went down? Um, but then there's thing Christmas comes and we get to, you know, actually the very next day with Black Friday. So we get to just act like those atrocities didn't happen. And then we yeah. go right into Christmas. Yeah. And I enjoy that entire season. Like the days themselves, Halloween day, Christmas day, very anticlimactic. It's kind of done. Yeah. But the season, I, I adore the season. All of it. That makes sense. I mean, I think a lot of people resonate with that too, especially like fall and Halloween. I think over the last, you know, 10 years with adults, it's been become much more of like a remembrance of like childhood and like your favorite movies and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what it is with me because I, you know, I'm a nostalgia nerd. Yeah. I love classic TV. I love classic cartoons. 
I love watching classic commercials. Like I love all that stuff. Um, so all the specials I watch every year. You know, I'm not supposed to miss certain days. I'm not supposed to watch this stuff. Nah, I don't believe in that. No. Christmas is the same thing. Those Hallmark movies, I love them because they're so ridiculously bad. They're and so bad. The worst movies that have ever been made. But they they combine every '90s crush anyone's ever had with just every corner of the screen is filled with Christmas. Yeah. Nothing. Every single moment is Christmas music, and it's the same story. Every movie. This woman lives in New York City, ambitious, driven, but hasn't visited her family in her little town in years. Yes. She meets a drifter at a bus station. They fall in love. You know, you chopped wood or some job that we're supposed to shit on. Yep. And then uh, somewhere in the next hour and a half, oh, she's also usually engaged to another piece of shit. Yes. Who, you know, always fixes cufflinks. Yes. I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll call you in a minute. He's one of those guys. And then, like, you're getting married in two weeks. But she meets this 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 wood chip this 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 um, lumberjack in in some town that I would never be allowed in, and they they fall in love, and they never address what's going to happen when the bills come on New Year's. Like they never address that. Yeah. But the two hours. Oh, I love those movies, and I think I'm single handedly responsible for their popularity. I mean, I know some other comedians that are really into those movies, too, for the same reason. So I think you're in a boat of, of good company there. I started watching those movies back when IMDb refused to recognize them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You had to know that was Candace Cameron in the movie. You had yeah. to know it. You not look for it because they wouldn't tell you. You yeah. had to know. Yeah. Well, I think we're um, wrapping up the podcast here. Lamont, where can our listeners find you? Uh, check me out on Twitter at LPizzle, L-P-I-Z-Z-L-E. Instagram, LPizzle12, L-P-I-Z-Z-L-E-1-2. Um, on Facebook, Lamont Price. Uh, and I have a new article out for Boston Magazine about Boston weather and how we love being miserable and complaining about it, which and is it- out Right now. And it came out on a good day because the weather was miserable. I scheduled these things. Yeah, I apparently. It. Well, it's been so fun having you on. And to all of our listeners, you can find us, uh, like I always say, wherever you found us, whether that be Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple, or YouTube. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to follow us at The Gimme Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, everybody.